Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Ross M, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And today is Friday, December 22nd, um, 2023. And we're reading in the big book to forward to the fourth edition, page XXIV, uh, that first paragraph, just for that paragraph. While our literature has preserved the integrity of the AA message, uh, ending with language of the heart and all its power and simplicity. All right, today's readers, we have for the steps, Stephanie R. For traditions, Evelyn B. Reading the text is Larry K. Page 164 is Loretta H. Our backup readers, Amory M. Newcomer greeters, Marjorie O. Second hour host is Christine G. And Kathy S. has the announcements. The reference numbers for yesterday, Thursday, uh, December 21st, 2023. The 7 a.m. meeting is 20,000. 959 205959. Excuse me, the 10 a.m. Um, Eastern Time meeting 20,960 20960. The OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome. Everyone wants to stop wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public, private, public or private organization, political movement, ideology, religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive overeating and compulsive food behaviors and carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who self-suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry us nexus to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. In a vision for your big book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. Uh, I will now ask Stephanie R. to read the 12 steps. Hello, family. Stephanie R. from Missouri. Here are 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than... Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed, and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters 
and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I can. All right. Next up with the traditions is Abunde. The 12 traditions of Old Readers Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come for us. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And I pass. All right, thank you. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on directions for recovery described in a big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. You read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing. That you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and readers is six months. There's no absence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. You're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Uh, then press star one to mute your phone in order to have a, uh, in order to have a, Ugh, I think I would know this, right? I've been doing this enough. Sorry about that. I'm butchering this. So mute your phone with, with star one, period. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. So we're back in the big book today, and um, we're in the fourth, or the, uh, fourth edition, ending it with the first paragraph. It's, while our literature has preserved the integrity of the AA message, and ending with, uh, AAs speak the language of the heart in all its power and simplicity. And uh, Larry Kay's up. He's going to start us off today. 
reading the text. Hey, Russ, a compulsive overeater needs a good butcher. Good morning, brother. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, here we are. Um, Larry Kay, Recovered Compulsible Reader. While our literature has preserved the integrity of the AA message, sweeping changes in society as a whole are reflected in new customs and practices within the fellowship. Taking advantage of tech, uh, technological advances, for example, AA members with computers can participate in meetings online, sharing with fellow alcoholics across the country or around the world. In any meeting anywhere, AA share experience, strength, and hope with each other in order to stay sober and help other alcoholics. Modem to modem or face-to-face, AA speak the language of the heart in all its power and simplicity. Okay, so, you know, in, in this paragraph, what stands out for me is the, the uh, resilience of the core message of recovery. You know, e- even in the midst of the, the sweeping changes in society that we've seen over, you know, what, nearly 90 years. Um, and, and, and what is that core message? We, we have a way out. The, uh, the main object of the text we know is to enable us to, you know, to find a power greater than ourselves, which are going to solve our problem. And it, it goes on, you know, we, we know that if we decided that we want what you have, which is recovery, we're willing to go to any length to get it, then we're ready to take certain steps. So, you know, we have the 12 steps of the, pro- the program of, of uh, recovery, and there's nothing complicated here. There's no, but there's, there's no pixie dust transformation for spectators in this program. And now when I, when I look at the intersection of some of the profound um, societal changes, um, and, and the development in, in OA, I, I can see a, a pretty rich and dynamic um, uh, journey. You know, for example, they talk about um, the technology, that, you know, the digital revolution has transformed how our, our members uh, connect with each other, how we communicate, how we access resources. I mean, look at Vision for You, extraordinary in its reach, right? And, and we have people on this line that participate in Zoom meetings reaching hundreds of folks who had the opportunity to recover. You know, and that said, there's other societal changes that are, that are vastly distinct from the 1930s. Um, for example, the, the shift in gender roles, the changing roles of men and women in society. And we've seen that for a long time in this country. But in, in 1940, AA as a fellowship was dominated by men. Now, OA started by Roseanne. Vision for You started by some amazing, extraordinary women. You know, how about the civil rights movement? You know, gained some momentum in the 1950s and 60s. Has the emphasis on equality and social justice and and diversity, does that resonate in OA? You know, I, I would say yes. You know, do we need to do more? Sure, certainly. But the principles of tolerance and respect for individual uh, differences are, you know, within our environment, that fosters an environment of support in our fellowship. And the language of the heart that they talk about, it acknowledges, you know, that, that we get here uh, facing struggles, um, but it, it transcends the linguistics and the cultural barriers, right, the language of the heart. And, uh, and I'll, clo- quote, I'll close with a question for me, really, to ponder. And that is, you know, can I place my hand, you know, your hand in God's hand with a message of fear or division or insensitivity, you know, just as long as I have good intentions, 
you know, because I've heard of what road is paved with good intentions. So, no, today the message is of love and tolerance and acceptance. And, yes, working the steps to have a transformation, no question about Sorry. it. And we have such a great opportunity. Thanks, Russ. We have such a great opportunity now that we approach 2024 to do that, more than ever in the history of, of the 12-step movement. So with that, I pass. Thanks, Russ. I appreciate it. Thank you for that share. So now we're going to open up the lines for sharing. And uh, if you share it on uh, Wednesday or Thursday, please step back. I'll allow others to share um, uh, one at a time. It would be pretty good if you could do that. And uh, I know it's tough. I just want to be able to get everybody. So we would like to share. Christina J. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I got Christina J. And there was someone before that that I missed. Lisa Lisa Katie J. from Baltimore. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. All right. So this is what I got. Christina J., Linda D., Katie G., Elisa, and there, I know there was a couple other in there. Reba P. from Baltimore. Jerry K. Reba P. Someone from Baltimore. Yeah, that's Rivka. Rivka, okay. Leia S. Rivka. Leia S. Or, yeah, one, one second. Karen K. Leia Anyone else? All right, we'll go with that. Christina J, Linda D, Katie G, Lizen, Riva P, Rivska R, Karen K, and Leah S. All right, Christina, you're up. Morning, Russ. Thank you for your service. <clears throat> Glad to be on the meeting. I haven't been able to be live all week, but I've been listening. Uh, in any meeting, anywhere. AAs, OAs, AAs, whatever. Share experience, strength, and hope. Um, modern day or face-to-face AAs speak the language of the heart in all its power and simplicity. I can't speak the language of the heart. The language of the heart, the true language of the heart in me has been buried for years with food and my uh, fears, resentments, all that. When I do this program, I can speak the language of the heart when I'm clean, when there's no way, because I have to allow God to speak through me and my experience and my strength and my hope. I'm learning more and more every day what this damn disease is about. And it's more for me every day as I build the foundation of my strength and recovery. It's about building a foundation of God. Building the clarity, the pathway to the heart, so that I can speak the language of the heart. And it's about step one. I am powerless over food, and my life is unmanageable. I do not have an option. There is no option to go to that old foundation and stand in it or on it or use it. The old foundation for over 60 years of my life was based on I can get comfort and love and anything else I need from food. I had God kind of floating around out there, but my foundation in life was food. I couldn't speak any true language of the heart. At times it would come through, 
But I was buried, buried for years. Um, I love this paragraph. We have every possible way to get to a meeting, every possible way. There's no excuse. I don't have gas. There's no meeting in my area. There's phones. There's Zoom. There's just everything. And the willingness to make a call when I'm stuck, when I'm in trouble, the willingness comes from having clarity that I know that I can't pick up, but the twist of the mind will still come in at times and tell me I can have a bite, right? Well, maybe not for many of you now in long-term recovery, but I'm still weak. I still don't have the strongest foundation I need. It may always be challenged because as Ruth M. in our program tells us, the disease lives in the unconsciousness. It's always there. The only thing that blocks it from coming up and taking over is the connection with God, the strength and power that we build with our spiritual relationship with whatever we call our higher power. And then we can share the experience, strength, and hope with others. And that becomes part of my foundation, being of service, because it strengthens what I already know. But what I know won't come into play if I'm not doing this program every day. It's got to be part of my life. As we all so I'll finish up, rest. thank you. Brushing our teeth, doing my prayers. Brushing our teeth, doing my prayers, doing my program. Thank you. Love you all. I share. I share. I pass. <laughs> Thanks, Christine. Appreciate it. Now we got Linda D. followed by Katie G. Star one. Good morning, everybody. My name is Linda D. And I'm. Can you hear me? Okay. Yep. Oh, okay. Um, Modem to modem. I'm not so good. Okay, what do I want to say? I love who I am. And it took a long time for me to be able to say that. Because I don't always know what I'm doing, but I know this. God is real, really real. God saved me, an atheist, former atheist. Now, wow. I, I want to be a person of integrity. And you know, I usually am. And sometimes I'm so confused and upside down that if I didn't have God and if I didn't know God was real and if I didn't have the experiences that I've had that built the foundation, and a lot of them are painful because this is a treacherous disease. There I am, going to be 80 years old in a few months. I could care less. I don't feel like I'm 80, but I am. And I have some physical challenges that I'm going through that are tough. So what? I've got God. I've got you. I've got a wonderful foundation. And I had to build it through a lot of pain and a lot of joy. There's a lot of joy, a lot of laughter between people I love in this program. I love a lot of you, and I appreciate all of you because I need all of you. I can't do this alone. Everybody contributes, and everybody brings their best game to the to their speaking time on the line. That's the best they got. I'm not here to criticize them. This is not about critiquing people. I'm not evaluating their share. 
I'm letting them be what they are, what I am, human, part of the human race. Thank God Almighty, I am part of the human race. And this program made that possible because it gave me my soul back. Underneath all the debris was my soul. Thank you. I love you so much. And have a good holiday. No cookies. Uh Uh-uh. Bye-bye. I pass. Thanks, Linda. And next up is Katie G, followed by Elise N. Hey, Russ. Katie G, thanks for taking the meeting. Recovered in Boston. And a um, couple of things I noticed. Number one is that fellowship is capitalized. And we all know, or if you knew, you don't know, fellowship, um, when it's capitalized, it stands for God, right? We are the fellowship of God. But really, what is the language of the heart? Well, a couple of things I've learned that um, when, when you speak your heart language, it's the first language you've spoken at home. And that we are, we're speaking with power, right, strength but also simplicity, so plain, natural, easy to understand, authentic, and true. And so when I'm not plain, when I'm not natural, you all have heard me, right? Like I'm coming on this line with all the answers to everybody's problems. I'm hiding, right? I'm hiding my exercise bulimia. I'm not telling people that I'm struggling, right? I, I'm, I'm needing to be better than. I'm, I'm a please love me aholic. I'm a don't think bad of me aholic, right? But when I'm speaking plain, natural, easy to understand and authentic, I remember my first OA meeting and I'm like, how did you get inside my head? You know, I'm not writing for an English grammar paper. Like I'm not writing for a speech. I'm writing to speak the language of the heart. And why does that work? Because when someone said to me, you know, I starve myself all day and all I think about is starving myself and being the thinnest girl in the room. Or when somebody said to me, I will literally go to any lengths. I will do anything to my body to be thin. I, I, it, they, they stole the words that have been in, in my head for so long. But really what is so amazing is when somebody speaks those words in past tense. When somebody on this line says, I used to be 700 pounds. I know your pain, but today I'm not. Or I used to drink pregnant women's urine, and I don't do that today. Today I have this full life, and I can look at these people and and hear what? Hear hope, hear experience, strength, and hope. And that is why Vision for You is such a powerful meeting because we get to relate in, right? We get to relate in just like passengers on a ship at the point that we're all in that, um, in the ocean. Um, We are all leveled. Like there is no higher class, lower class. We're all in, in a line at, at the, you know, Here's another analogy. We're all on the line trying to check out at the grocery store. None of us are better than, none of us are worse than. But we're all coming together in the name of recovery, in the name of God. And thanks be to God, I'll wrap up with this, thanks be to God that we can hear each other, we can be with each other, and we can help one another recover. And um, that is the grace of God. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Katie. Next up is Elise N. Hi, good morning. Um, 
thank you for your service and everyone on the line, especially those that are new and are too shy to speak. Um, I really like this paragraph. Um, I was used to going to live meetings. I'm 59. I've been in this program since I'm 21 years old. I always went to live meetings, and I, I will say I do prefer them. But um, one thing that happened, and I'm not sure, you know, listen, I'm not the historian that some of some people are in this program, but as far as I know, the the meetings on the phone started because there was um, there was a person that had cancer, and you know, started on the phone because somebody was sick, and we had a fledging meeting here in uh, where I am in Boca, and it was on a it was on a um, Sunday, whatever, and we weren't getting that many people, and somebody got sick with cancer, and we started having it on Zoom for her, and then it, as it turned out, it was, you know, it's, it's still a Zoom meeting. Um, I also have a meeting on the Sabbath when I can't, you know, get to a meeting, and I have people come to my home, or we go to someone else's home. It's not an official meeting, but it's 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 good. It's an all, it's a 12-step meeting for anybody who, you know, is in a 12-step program, not just OA. Um, and I just wanted to share something I about what I do because I, maybe it would help somebody. And I, and I just started this, um, you know, somebody that's staying with me, she said, you know, I, OA takes up a lot of your time because I'm about to start, please got a new job. And I can make my own hours. So I said, I don't want to start till, you know, 12 or 11 in the in the day. And, you know, so I wake up, I do like about nine minutes only of meditation from a, an app online. I read upon awakening. I have my spiritual toolkit and app on the phone. And I read, I read the daily reflection upon awakening. And then um, I say um, some prayers for my own religion, some morning blessings. And after that, um, I go to this meeting. And while I'm on this meeting, I'll eat breakfast. And then I write some gratitudes and affirmations. And right after this meeting, I share with a partner gratitudes and affirmations. And right after that, um, for the first time in 30 years, I'm strong enough to have a sponsee. So I have my sponsee, and we read for half an hour from the big And um, so I'm not done until... You know, I'm spending from 6.15 till 8.30, um, something 8.30, 8.45, giving to this program. And I wanted to share that because it, it is work, but it's the best thing I've ever done. I've, it real, not, well, Fine. I don't know, having, and, and thank you for listening. All right, have a great day. Thanks, Elise. Uh, before we ever jump on here, let me let you know where we're at. We are on, uh, uh, page XXIV, the forward to the fourth edition, that first paragraph, and it actually ends it. While our literature has preserved the integrity of the AA message, down to uh, language of the heart and all its power and simplicity. All right, Reva, you're up. Good morning, Russ. Good morning. Uh, this is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. Um, when I read about this um, business of advances in technology, 
Um, I remember when I first heard about this meeting um, and it was a phone meeting and I thought, how could a phone meeting um, be powerful? Um, yeah, I, I really, um, I was so surprised that um, because the message is preserved, the integrity of the message is preserved, the medium through which the message is expressed is irrelevant, whether it's face-to-face, -face, uh, Zoom, phone, that it doesn't really matter. Recovery speaks so loud, it transcends all mediums. Um, I can see and feel recovery, whether it's uh, the person standing in front of me or speaking through the phone line. And I think that's just, you know, God, God doesn't care about the mediums. Um, and we're so fortunate that yes, we have such access um, today um, that we didn't have before. Um, and I know I benefit from that. Um, and the thing that strikes me the most is that whole expression language of the heart. I couldn't speak language of the heart before I came in because I wasn't connected to my heart. Because deep down inside is where my higher power is, uh, out, around, I don't know, wherever. Um, but I, I, wasn't, I wasn't able to. I was totally blocked by the substance, um, by the crazies in my mind. Um, and I think that's what recovery helps. Um, I can access, whether I call it the heart, the core, higher power, whatever it is, um, that's, that's only a, a possibility by working the steps and entire abstinence because recovery is the goal, not, not abstinence. Um, so I can speak the language of the heart. I can understand the language of the heart because I've got it within myself. And when God speaks, there's power and simplicity. God is, never makes things complicated. Um, and I just find it so miraculous that um, I can hear, you know, that expression, what you are speaks so much louder than what you're saying. I can hear the recovery um, through the words, in between the spaces of the words, uh, when people are talking, um, and it just transcends everything. But that's God. That's God speaking through us, getting right to the core, right to the truth, right to the um, center of the matter. And uh, I'm so grateful for that. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Reva. Next up is Riska or followed by Karen Kay. Good morning, everyone. Thanks so much, Russ, for your service. It's Rivka R., a gratefully recovered compulsive overeater in Baltimore. And it's my three-year anniversary today. Um, yeah, three years ago, I, I made that fateful phone call to my current sponsor when I I knew that like life was over, done, like quicksand stretched all around me. And thank God, God opened up the opportunity to recover again. And uh, so shout out to God for being so patient with me and all the people who have helped me so much on this journey throughout the last 36 years. Um, you've all been important. And the last line, AAs speak the language of the heart in all its power and simplicity. Like what a powerful line. Like that almost like sums up the whole program in a nutshell, like power and simplicity. And I was thinking, what is what does language of the heart really mean? And and the word connection like popped up in my head and and I realized that love is all about connection. You know, being present for another without judgments. 
it's about what what unites us like we have the same red blood flowing through our hearts and um but the brain can be very disconnecting like the same thoughts that are flowing through my brain are probably not the same thoughts flowing through yours the heart doesn't see any differences that the heart's beating with the same life force through an embryo the way before the brain even starts to develop and you know besides the same this uniting force in all humanity we addicts also share a common disease that manifests as an allergy of the body and an obsession of the mind and we also share a common solution that frees us from the bondage of self so we can find our higher power and live a life of value and connection and then i can have the proper use of my brain otherwise my brain will disconnect me noticing differences making negative judgments making food that's killing me seem like it's a great idea taking me into a drive to control and a drive to be right and a drive to be a victim and resentment and fear and making life very, very hard going and very complicated. That putting the food down and working the steps, trusting and relying on God has changed my perceptions. And now it's clear if I'm disturbed, I'm the one with the problem and then I can do the work that releases whatever the lie is that's disconnecting me from the truth. And return me to to a state of gratitude and trust and joy and connection and and it's so true what someone said about you know the the, the return of my soul I, I get my soul back and so thank you everyone for being with me on this blessed journey um, have a wonderful day I pass all right Rivka thank you next up is Karen K followed by Leah S. Good morning, and thank you for your service. My name is Karen Kay, a compulsive eater from Syracuse, New York, and my credit stone transfer. Um, all I could hear when uh, it was being read was this noise of the modem, because I was on meetings when there was a modem, and you would do it like a DOS tree, if anybody, I'm really dating myself here, and you would just type, and I would wait for a response. So it wasn't exact like meeting times. And then, like in the uh, when like WordStar came out, which was a word processing software package, and you would just pour yourself out. I would just pour myself out on it, and then I could could connect it. What they call like an email back in the uh, early 90s, and um, being able to connect. Uh, there's a wonderful piece of AA. It's a book. It's called Language of the Heart, which is collections of um, grapevines. And um, I'm I'm grateful I wasn't afraid to type to a stranger. I'm, I'm grateful that, um, you know, I this, this eating disorder has been kicking my ass and, and I'm just so very, very grateful um, to know, you know, I, I'm really looking forward to when the fifth, when the fifth edition of, of the big book comes out because I don't know how many meetings there are between Zoom and, you know, the phone meetings and, and little did I know, you know, before the, the this whole shutdown thing and, that I would be mailing big books to Ireland, uh, UK, Greece, and and I'd be so naive when I went to the post office and it's like $15 from the get-go, and then you weigh it, you know? And, uh, and mailing Christmas cards to people um, across the pond is a wonderful thing to do, and I make sure I use the American stamps so they can see flags. Um, this one lady had never gotten anything from from uh, the U.S., and I was able to let her know for the past two years, we've been talking almost every morning on the phone or through WhatsApp so we could see each other, 
you know, because of that connection of not of being vulnerable, you know, I have to be quite upfront. I mean, I got the chatter in my head. Uh, my husband's very sick and I'm scared. And, um, but you know what, that's not happening today. You know, his procedure is surgeries on the 16th. That's not happening today. And that's my language of the heart is I am scared. I'm grateful for the people that I have in my life, whether it be any fellowship that I'm in, you know, and OA just opened up this big book that um, I could see the truth for the first time. And with that, I'll pass. And I'm not going to wish happy holidays or Merry Christmas because it's just not here yet. So God, God bless you all. Thank you. Thanks, Karen. Next up is uh, Leah S., I believe. Yep, Leah S. Hi. Um, okay, I just unmuted. This is Leah. Thank you, Russ. Um, I'm in Brooklyn, New York, and I'm so grateful to be on the meeting today. Um, this paragraph is is so powerful because um, this was written in 1976. Now, how do they know that things are going to change? And how do they know that that um, um, people are going to change? And how did they know that it was going to go across the world? And, my God, every single thing that they're writing is so true. And we first had the, these last couple of years the change of, of COVID and everybody getting scared and many people getting off program and getting off their everything. And what COVID did to me was strengthened my resolve about um, doing these steps and reaching out uh, as much as possible. And I was so lucky that I have my computer and I was able to get onto Zoom. And um, it's just like unbelievable. What is the power? The power is that the truth is coming out. This is the truth. And I will say, I will be the first one. Um, Now I have um, some medical issues that are going on with me. And it is unbelievable. And even throughout these medical conditions that that is making me weak, I am, you know, like people... I brought you a latte. I don't want latte. I don't do this anymore. I don't do this anymore, especially now my body doesn't need that. It's even less than what I have eaten. And I can't believe that I am saying it. The truth is I used to eat constantly, constantly, and then I used to be on a diet and a restrict myself so badly I, I I started with the truth and it took a lot out of me to admit that I am powerless over everything 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 in my life and that and the steps um, they just they just brought me back they brought me to the person that I want to be and even now I see so much advantage because what am I going to do in bed? I can be on a meeting. And thank you, God, that I can. Yeah. 
There's my, that's it, you're right. <laughs> I pass, thank you. All right, thanks, Leia. <coughs> Excuse me. So we're in the fourth, to the fourth edition, uh, the first paragraph ending the fourth, fourth edition. It starts with, while our literature preserves the integrity of the AA message, ending with uh, language of the heart and all its power and simplicity. So whoever didn't share on Wednesday or Thursday, let me know what you want to do. Come on, let's see who wants to share. Talia D. Lisa C. Jen, Jen A. Talia D. Lisa C. Jen A. Lauren Grace B. New Jersey. Lauren Grace B. I think one more. One more we could take. All right, we'll go with that. Talia D, Lisa C, Jen A, and Lauren Grace B. Talia, you are up. Is it my turn? I'm Talia. Yep, yep. Okay. Um, hi, my name is Talia D from um, Minnesota, and um, I'm a compulsive overeater, bulimic, and um, I didn't really want to share, but I feel like God was calling me to share. And so um, what stood out to me in this paragraph was when it says, AA share experience, strength, and hope with each other in order to stay sober and help other alcoholics. Um, so like Harlan always says, helping other people for step 12 is the maintenance medicine. It's how we get to keep our recovery. And the when it says that AA speaks the language of the heart in all its power and simplicity, um, it really just makes this program real for me. And it reminds me of the beatitude, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Because that promise in that beatitude is it's nothing less than to see God. And when we speak the language of the heart, um, we have that, spiritual perception that um, we can really relate to each other and understand. And then when it, and then in terms of the pure in heart, um, taking the word pure in a more wider sense, um, just purity in God alone is the only real power. And um, if we recognize God is the only real power, not like, only theoretically or formally, but practically and specifically and wholeheartedly and practicing it in our thoughts and our words and our actions and not merely in just certain parts of our lives, but in every nook and cranny and every single part and not keeping anything back from him or our sponsors um, and bringing my own will in, in alignment with his will that that will allow us, for me, um, I feel like to overcome the limitations and the food and the addiction um, and the prison that I've been in for so long with the food or been in and out of jail with the food. And so anyways, um, I just love the language of the heart and that I can come on here and use 
can understand me and love me, um, not like my normal friends that just aren't in program and don't have this disease. Um, and then we can be a witness to all. So I'm grateful to be here, and I wish everyone a Merry Christmas. All right. Thank you, Tally. Next up is Lisa C. Followed by Jen A. Hi, good morning. This is Lisa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from New Jersey. Um, thank you so much uh, for this meeting, for everyone who does all the work um, to make this meeting happen. Um, so I just wanted to share, I mean, well, apart from the fact that, you know, seeing modem to modem really just kind of gave me a chuckle because it's, um, you know, that's now fixed in the past, right? That's like a particular moment. And that technology has sort of, uh, you know, it, it's old technology now. Um, but it did make me think a little bit about like how I came to be here. I have never been to an in-person meeting. I came into this program um, in the aftermath of the pandemic. And what the pandemic did to me is um, I experienced um, a depth of anxiety that, and I have struggled with anxiety my entire life, um, but it brought me to a, a, these, the depths of anxiety that I, had, I just had never experienced before. I was a complete wreck. I spent the first eight months of the pandemic um, restricting, over-exercising, and neurotic. And then I spent the eight months after that making up for it with uh, out-of-control binges. Um, so it lit the pandemic literally brought me to, like, both ends of my disease in a very horrific way. Um, and, you know, it, it's because my mother finally had her pastor call me, and I reluctantly took the call, and we talked about God, and he said, well, um, if you want a relationship with God, then you have to have a relationship, right? You can't just call on God when you're having a hard time. <laughs> and I was like, oh. And he was like, you know, you're not supposed to outgrow your need for God. You're supposed to be God's child for your whole life. Like you can go to God as needy as you need to be at any time. And I said, oh. And that was the beginning of a spiritual awakening. That was a spiritual awakening for me. And then very soon after that, I found myself um, at, a, at a virtual meeting, um, an OA virtual meeting. And um, within a few months of that, found vision and, and you know, um, about a year after finding vision, finding recovery. Um, that's a miracle. And so I just uh, wanted to share also that um, I love this program because it's not about tradition, even though it is about tradition, but it's not about the kind of tradition that keeps us in a box and keeps us from moving forward because it's not about comfort. If it were about comfort, then we never would move forward with technology. We would be afraid of it. We wouldn't embrace it. But instead what this paragraph shows is um, there is integrity here. Yes, we walk the walk. We talk the talk. We walk the walk. There is a semblance of, you know, um, the inner and the outer being aligned, right? The divisions are lifted. Integrity is synonymous with unity, okay? And that unity comes with understanding our time and understanding that this is about carrying the message, so we will use any tool to do it. We will try any new technology. We will experiment in any way that we need to to get the message out, and thank God, because that's why I'm here. So with that, I will pass. Bless all. Thank you, Lisa. Next up is Jen I, followed by Lauren Gleesby. Hey, Russ. Good morning. Thanks Good for, morning. Thanks for your service today. <laughs> Um, this is Jen A. I'm recovered in Colorado, recovering from a little cold, so sorry, I sound like a little frog, but um, 
Wow. What a great what a great meeting this morning. A good kickoff and all the shares have just been just just so straightforward and, and everybody's experienced strength and hope and you know, um I've never read an a cover page. I've never really looked through a table of contents and I'm definitely gonna honestly tell you, I don't think I've ever read a preface until I came to this program. And um I am so thankful that somebody walked me through it and then that's where I start others. Um, is doing that, looking looking at the history, looking at where it came from, because that's what it says. It's preserved in the integrity of the AA message in this book, right, the literature. And the literature is solid. It's sound, true. It's complete. It's a complete message of hope for people that if you're down and out, this is this is what we have to offer. And I'm so glad that it was offered to me and I'm so thankful for a vision for you um, on a broken vehicle on the side of a road in 2017 with another fellow heading up to um, Estes Park for a spiritual retreat. Um, she mentioned to me as we were just her, you know, water heater was just overheating in her car. And she said, oh, I got to share this awesome meeting that I'm attending. It's online. And I'm like, huh? Because in 2017, there were no Zoom meetings. There were no podcasts that I was aware of. I went to a face-to-face meeting and saw my sponsor one day a week. And, um, you know, it just opened up a whole new world for me, going to my first retreat in Mestis Park, um, getting on this phone line when I came back. And, um, you know, faithfully, we take action. We participate in the program. I share my experience, strength, and hope with others. And today I get to speak the language of the heart. And how do I do it? By the power of God, um, I'm not a public speaker. I think it's hilarious when after you speak or talk, people are like, "That was so amazing!" I love, you know, blah blah blah. And I'm like, "That's all God." Like I got to give credit where credit's due, because I work, um, you know, for a living producing events, and you wouldn't want to put me up on stage and talk to people. I can't keep a clear train of thought or share a concise message, you know, with an outline form unless there's paper in front of me. But with this program, there is no script. It's straight from the heart. Um, It's just my experience, strength, and hope. And it's so super simple. So this paragraph outlines it just so beautifully. And I'm so glad that God has given me the power and that he speaks through me. I truly believe that's what it is. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Jen. Next up is Lauren Grace B. We might be able to have a, a minute or two for one more uh, share up there. Let's see how we go. Good morning, everybody. This is Lauren Grace B. Um, calling from South Jersey. It's great to hear everyone. Thank you, Russ. For a few things really stuck out to me. The first one was that the literature has preserved the integrity of our message, and it's just so amazing to have this book. Um, I remember uh, when I first came into OA, I was in a group that wasn't really using the big book, and the message was kind of just whatever your sponsor told you, whatever was said at the meeting. Uh, There was a lot of emphasis on tools, but we have this ruler that we can compare our message to. You know, is my message really sticking with the message of the big book, or am I kind of going off on my own way and adding a lot of... um, extras to it or taking things away from it. Um, I also want to say that I have benefited tremendously 
from technology. I came to this meeting during the pandemic, and then I needed to find some strong meetings, and I was able to find a Zoom meeting that I attend every Saturday um, that I really get a lot from. Again, that's a literature-based meeting as well. So we're using the rulers and comparing what we have to say to uh, things that have been approved by group conscience in AA and OA. Um, and then at the end of the paragraph, it says that the language of the heart is powerful and simple. This simple message is powerful. Um, we Again, we don't need to add to it. It's the simplicity of it that makes it so beautiful. And then once um, people are through the steps and have made it their own, they can um, they can add to it. But the message itself is just simple and powerful. And when thinking about the holidays coming up, uh, something that has helped me is it's not that I don't get to eat that. It's that I don't have to eat that. Um, years ago, I could not stop eating. I could not say no to things. But now I don't have to. I don't have to eat it. I know I no longer have to eat it. So when I'm tempted to say I don't get to, I switch right into I don't have to. And that's all I have to share. Happy holidays, everyone. All right, there, Lauren Grace. So we have a minute and a half. Who would like that? Hi, Donna Kay from Ohio. <laughs> Uh, I think it was Aaron Kay. Okay. Go ahead, Aaron. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Aaron Kay recovered in Michigan. Um, try to keep this short. I randomly stumbled upon this document in my computer. Uh, Bill W. wrote for the grapevine called After 25 Years. He he lays out the sort of the history of AA and how it all came together. Um, but he talks about, he says... <laughs> You know, at the end of it all, there was one missing link, an absolutely vital one. We still lacked a full comprehension of the terrific impact at great depth, which one alcoholic talking to another could make. And he said it wasn't until he met Dr. Bob that he knew he needed him as much as he could ever need me. This was perfect mutuality and full brotherhood. And this is just, I just opened this randomly and it's just struck me um, is so in line with, with what we read this morning, and I thought I would share it. Um, very cool. He talks about, you know, each of us as we work with other compulsive overeaters, in our case, forge countless links in the chain of recovery that encircles the world. So awesome vibes this morning, and thanks for letting me share. I'll pass. All right, thank you. So that's that's about it, Aaron. Uh, it's going to be our last share. We thank everyone who shared and everybody who did service for this meeting. We appreciate it. Uh, please join us for a um, second unrecorded hour study meet with following closing. So today's share ID, Friday, uh, December 22nd, 2023, 7 a.m. meeting is 20,962. 20, now, We'll close from uh, this reading from the big book on page 164, uh, followed by the serenity prayer. We'll, uh, Loretta H., please read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Thank you, Russ, and all along with my precious God, you are saving my life. Loretta H., recovered in North Carolina. 
Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and we shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. God bless all of you. Amen.